Well, praise God. Well, let's get to what we're here for tonight. Let's open up our Bibles to the book of Luke, the third book of the New Testament. Come on, how many of you guys got your Bibles tonight? Wow, about none of you. Sweet. iPhones. What are we doing in this youth ministry, man? Luke. Luke chapter 9. Luke chapter 9. Luke chapter 9. We got some funny leaders, don't we? Luke chapter 9. Luke chapter 9. If you don't have a Bible, look on to your neighbors. I'll tell you in a minute. There's only like, uh, let's see, 62. There's a lot of verses in chapter 9, isn't there? Luke chapter 9, verse 23. Luke chapter 9, verse 23. You ready? All of you that have a Bible. It says, it says this. It says this. Then he said, who's he? Jesus. Come on, who's he? Jesus. All right, then he said to them all. He didn't say to some of them. He didn't look around and say to some people. But Jesus turned around and he said to them all, if anyone, say anyone. anyone. Come on, say anyone. anyone. If anyone desires to come after me, let him deny himself, take up his cross daily, and follow me. For whoever desires to save his life will lose it. Whatever loses his life for my sake will save it. For what profit is it to a man if he gains the whole world and is himself destroyed or lost? Flip over to Galatians, the book of Galatians. Galatians chapter 2. Galatians chapter 2, verse 20. Galatians chapter 2, verse 20. Are you there? Anybody there? Yeah. Man, you guys are quiet tonight. <laughs> Do we got to talk to a quiet, quiet crowd tonight? Nope. There you go, man. <laughs> Galatians 2, verse 20. It reads this. I have been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ lives in me. And the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. Let's read that again. I have been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ lives in me. And the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave Himself for me. My message tonight is called Nothing Less. Nothing Less. Let's pray. Would you pray with me? you bow your heads and pray and pray to the one that we came here to talk to and the one we came to receive to tonight? Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we are more than grateful that we can even say that first statement, that you are our Father. And it's God, it's God because it's, it's because you called us children that we can call you Father. And God, we are more than grateful for the opportunity to call you our Father. God, that you would provide for us and love us and protect us, that you would care for us and that you would give us eternal life. God, we are more than grateful. 
And Lord, tonight we submit our hearts and our minds to you. And we ask, God, that you would do a deep work in our hearts. God, that you would transform our hearts and make us more and more like you. Holy Spirit, we ask that you would speak to us your truth. And that you would lead us into all truth. And Holy Spirit, that you would awaken our eyes and our, our ears and our hearts to understand and to see what you ask of us and how we ought to live. Holy Spirit, we love you. We bless you. In Jesus' name. And everybody said, Amen. 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 Nothing less. I, uh, growing up, I went, to, I went on vacation usually uh, once a year with my family. And uh, one of the places that we would go would, was either Hawaii. Uh, how many of you been to Hawaii before? <laughs> Hawaii is a fun trip. But if we didn't go to Hawaii, we would go to uh, Mexico. We'd go down to Mexico. Uh, we would go down to Zihuatanejo, Ixtapa. Uh, it's a very brand new city, and it's uh, very beautiful, uh, very rich city, and really nice hotels. And what's other places? I've been to Jamaica before. Have you been to Jamaica? Anybody in the house? You've been to Jamaica? You've been to Jamaica? See Lion Mariah? Oh, dang, you've been to live Jamaica? Oh, he's been to Jamaica. And, uh, <laughs> and uh, we, went, we, that, we took a cruise down to the Caribbean. And one of the things that you notice if you've been to Mexico, anybody been to Mexico? One of the things that you'll notice is right when you get off the cruise ship, what happens? <laughs> Apparently you get pit pocketed. You have people that come to you and, and either try to get money from you or they're going to try to sell something to you. Anybody experienced that before? Yeah. I'm sure we all have many stories of pulling people off of our backs and trying to get them away, away. One of the things you've got to be careful to do is every time you have somebody ask you, hey, do you want something or do you want so-and-so, you have to say no unless you're for sure going to say yes. Because if you even give any slight uh, 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 idea or inclination. Thank you, bro. appreciate it. He finishes my sentence. Any slight inclinations that you want this thing, they're going to chase you down until they get it. Anybody experienced that before? And they don't care if you get it for a dollar or five bucks. They're going to make sure you buy that thing. One of the things when I was younger that I really wanted was Oakley's. They re- I really, really wanted, really, really wanted Oakleys. And Oakleys are expensive. You can probably get, I don't know, back then it was about 80 bucks. I don't know what you can get for a pair of this, any regular Oakleys today, but they're pretty expensive. And so I'd heard from friends in Anchorage that if you bought Oakleys down there, you could get it for like 10 bucks. So I was stoked, you know. I said, 10 bucks, I'm getting a deal. So around got the plane, there's all these different people set up, and they got different kinds of things for you, and I see a bunch of glasses. My family, my family keeps going, but I stopped. I stopped. Say, don't stop. Don't stop. I stopped, and I pulled up, and I looked, and then I was in, man. They knew I was in. Guys came from behind me, came from the side of me. They kind of even act, they started feeding me cookies and crackers and stuff. Man, it was amazing. And they started asking, which ones do you want? And I, and I started looking at them. I was like, 15 bucks, 20 bucks. And oh, you can have all. And then I saw some Oakleys. And I looked at them. I'm like, man, these are pretty nice. And I, I went, 15, oh, 15 bucks. I only had 10 bucks in my pocket. So I'm like, oh, man, I can't do this. So I start walking away. And they left me. No, they didn't leave me. They started chasing me down. And they, they were not going to give in. So they started talking, we'll do it for 12 bucks. I'm like, 12 bucks, man? All I got is 10 bucks. That's what I was saying in my head. So I'll say, I'll, I'll do five bucks. So 
I get these Oakleys for five bucks, and I'm stoked. Say stoked. I was so excited. My friends were wearing Oakleys back at home, and they paid 90 bucks, and I got my own Oakleys for five bucks. And I still have five bucks in my pocket for a little one of those, what do you call them? Ukuleles. I bought me one of them with my Oakleys out on the beach, played me some music. I can't play nothing, but. But I thought I was just rolling until I got home. Until <laughs> I got home. And I realized something that, that just struck me. And I was bitter. I'm still kind of bitter. But I'm, I'm, I'm still working through the whole deal. But I remember their faces to this day. I found out that my Oakleys were not Oakleys. Anybody experienced this before? My Oakleys were what they call Folkleys. And so really, I paid five bucks for a bunch of plastic with some lens on them. So who got the deal? I got some sunglasses. But sunglasses are just sunglasses. But Oakleys are on a whole other level. You know what I mean? I got gypped. Say gypped. I got ripped off. off. (laughs) I got my little guys over here, man. This is legit. (laughs) They got me nice. One of the things I realized was when you go to Mexico and you go to buy something, you got to make sure that what you're going to buy for, you should not take anything less than what you asked for. Let me ask you a question. If you go to Moose's Tooth tonight, hey! (laughs) I'm not buying, man. If you go to Moose's Tooth tonight, and you bought a sandwich for $8.95, and that lady comes to you who we call waitresses. (laughs) And she asks for you to pay the bill. She's not going to ask for anything less, and she's not going to take anything less than $8.95. And actually, if you're at a table with, I think, six or more, you have to put 18% gratuity in, don't you? And they're not going to let you leave unless you pay that price. Am I right? Another, another one of them things. Kirkland. Kirkland got us all nice. Yeah. A few years ago, they came out with, not Kirkland, but somebody came out with vitamin water. Yeah. And Kirkland realizes that in America, we don't read the full word. So all we got to do is put Vita on there, and put anything else we want on there, and we're going to say it like it's Vita water. And so we buy something called Vita Rain. And we think we're drinking vitamin water until about an hour later you ain't done nothing but just make yourself more thirsty because they put something in here that does something. But I don't like this stuff. Sodium, huh? They just put a bunch of salt in here. Oh, we're going to get them. You know? We're going to get them good. They think they're biting vitamin water. And they did. They got me good. Jesus, Jesus asks us to follow him. 
And in following him, what that means is that we would trade our lives, that we would deny ourselves, that we would take up our crosses daily to follow him. And he asks for nothing less. And so here in this youth ministry, we will ask for nothing less. I don't care how old you are. I don't care how young you are. I don't care where you came from. But if you call yourself a Christian and you call yourself a follower of Jesus, God asks for nothing less than your entire life. And you can correct me if I'm wrong. You can look it out through the scriptures and you can sit down and debate with me after this, this whole deal. Well, what I read here is that when Jesus says, follow me, he says that you must do something. And he will not take anything less than what he asks for. He won't take it. He won't be like me. And take those Folkleys. I have here fake aviators. Jesus ain't going to wear fake aviators. He ain't going to wear Folkleys. He ain't going to drink vitamin water or Vitarain. He's going to wear folk Oakleys. He's going to wear real aviators, and he's going to drink himself some Vita water. What does it mean to be a Christian that wears Oakleys? What does it mean to be a Christian that wears aviators? Some of you are confused, but I'm speaking in parables, but some of you understand what I'm saying right now. What does it mean? Because if we call ourselves Christians, and we stand before a holy God one day, we want to make sure that what we call a Christian is what God calls a Christian. Because we may fool ourselves here on earth, but when we get to heaven and stand before the God who determines what a Christian is, what a disciple is, and what a disciple isn't, we're going to make ourselves look like fools and lose ourselves in heaven. So it's important that we understand what God really asks for and that we give Him nothing less than what He really asks for. You know, because I'm, I'm just, I'm tired of people that say there's Christians and there's disciples. Really? Tell me where it says that in this book. Because if you can show me where it says that in this book, I'll agree with you. Well, I can just put my faith in Jesus. He'll forgive me my sin. I can do what I want. No, the devil's a liar. That ain't true. The Bible says that faith expresses itself in love. Galatians chapter 5. Paul says that faith expresses itself. Is your faith expressing itself? Because it ain't, if it ain't expressing itself, then you got dead faith. As James says in chapter 2, doesn't he? Right. He says, faith without works is dead. Many of us in here have dead faith because you're not expressing your faith in love. Right. Man, we say we have faith in Jesus. But if we're not acting it out, do we really have faith? I mean, I'm just trying to, I'm not trying to get rude or mean to you tonight. I'm just trying to make sure that some of us in here who think we're Christians really trade our lives and give our lives to Jesus and put faith, real faith, into Jesus and express that faith by loving God and loving people and trading our entire lives to follow Him. Nothing less does He ask for. And nothing less. Nothing less. And nothing less. That's what He asks for. Because you can get into conversations with people and sit down across the table with somebody at Starbucks or Claudia's and tell them a life that they should be living and challenge them about what they ought to do. Then they say, well, I just don't know if I can do that. And I can either, as a youth pastor, look across the table and say, well, brother, well, sister, you can do whatever you want. But I'd be lying to them, wouldn't I? Would I be lying to them? 
I don't want to lie to you. I don't want to lead a bunch of people that just think they're following Jesus, but in, but in reality, they're following their own desires and inclinations and affections. Paul says in 1 2 Corinthians chapter 6, he says, I didn't, I didn't hinder you. You hindered yourself by your own affections. We're not following, most of us aren't following Jesus. Our lives would look different. And in this youth ministry, I'm not going to say, well, some of us are leaders and real disciples, and some of us are just Christians who are going to just make it by the skin of their teeth in the heaven. Nope, that's a lie from the devil. And we're going to draw a line tonight and say that all of us are called to one call, and that call is to trade our life to follow Jesus. Can I say this? Any person can do this. It's a decision. Many of us are wrestling right now because of the things that you're looking at. But the things that you're looking at that you don't want to give up are nothing but dead works and dirty rags before a holy God. And when you stand before God, you will know that you did nothing on earth and you lost your life. And you also know that every night as you lay down in bed and you go to close your eyes, if you continue to live the life that you're living and you know if I'm talking to you, are convicted, then that's you. And the Holy Spirit's speaking to you about what you are and what you're not doing. And you will lay down in bed at night and not feel satisfaction. You'll not feel pleasure. You'll not feel peace. And you'll not feel joy. You know, the psalmist says that he, he sleeps every night in the peace and the joy of our Lord. Do you sleep like that? When you, lay in bed down, when you lay down in bed at night, are you able to take a big breath, close your eyes and smile and thank God for his goodness in your life? You know what? Each one of us should be able to do that, but we don't because we set our hearts and minds on the wrong things in life. But God asks for nothing less than we set our whole heart and our whole mind on him and him alone. You cannot serve both God and mammon, Jesus says. Amen. You have one eye, and that one eye is focused on something. You either serve God or you serve this world. Or you serve your own affections. Or you serve your girlfriend. Or you serve your boyfriend. Or you serve your mom or your dad. Now look, if I am serving Jesus, then I've trained my life to serve people. But I do not please people. I please God. Amen. 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 Luke 9. Luke 9, verse 23. We got a good God. And I just got done with a, I don't know how many part series that was, called The Reasonable Life. I'm not asking you to do something radical and crazy, young people. I'm asking you to do what God has asked us to do. That is nothing but reasonable. So don't sit here and say, Gabriel, that's just for you. Because what I read... In Luke 9, verse 23, Jesus said to them all, say all. all. Come on, say all. all. Say me. me. Come on, say me. me. We got to own it in our life. When Jesus speaks in here, we have to always go, he's speaking unto me. Not to my pastor, not to the person sitting next to me. I don't listen to a message and think of the things I ought to say to the person I'm trying to witness to at school or at work. I sit in here to listen to what God has to say to me because he is speaking to all. 
when he wrote this, he wasn't just talking to his 12 disciples. He said to them all. To them all. And if you don't believe that, you know, Gary, I think he was just talking to his 12 disciples. Well, then let's look at the next, let's look at what he says next. If anyone, say anyone. anyone. Come on, say anyone. anyone. Say me. me. If I want to follow Jesus, then I have to trade my life. This life that I'm talking about is not for crazy, radical, extreme, out-of-their-stinking-mind Christians. You know who's crazy? Are those who don't follow Jesus. You know who's crazy? Are those who don't give their entire lives up. Because at the end of their life, they're going to stand before a holy God and go, Dang it, what did I do with my life? Not for some. Not for the pastors. Not for the apostles. Not for, the, not for the people that are passionate about Jesus. For all. Anyone. I'm glad that God offers a life to anyone. I'm glad that God is not a respecter of people. You glad that God's not a respecter of people? But he's a respecter of principles. In other words, he respects those people who apply what he tells them to apply. He says, trade your life. Whoever trades their life will receive and inherit eternal life. I thank my God that he offered that to me because I know me in and of myself in no way can even get by by the skin of my teeth into heaven. But I'd be thrown into hell if I died today apart from my faith in Jesus. I am so thankful that he said all. And some of us have a problem tonight because we hear all and we go, oh man, I wish it wasn't all. Because I don't want to wear them Folkleys. But you get to heaven, you stand among all those people that wear Oakleys. And you're going to feel stupid. Because you know what? You're not going to be standing in heaven. You're going to be standing in hell. God asked for one life. That's all I'm saying. He asked for one life, and he desires, sorry, he deserves, he wants, and he demands nothing less. He wants, he deserves, and he demands nothing less. He wants, he is worthy of, and he deserves, and he demands nothing less. The problem is that we have so many people here from different shapes, sizes, colors, ethnicities, backgrounds, cultures, families. Tonight, right here in this place, serving people that what if, I just ask you, think about it, what if we all traded our life and really followed Jesus? What else are you living for? Is there anything else? All of you. Every one of you. Every one of you, God's asked you to trade your life. All. All. Deny yourself. He says, deny yourself. Take up your cross. Lose your life. You know, we ask the question when people preach messages like, you have received all things pertaining to life and godliness. 2 Peter 1.3 or we read first, or Ephesians chapter 1, verse 3. It says, you have been blessed. Say, have. have. 
you have been blessed with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus. You've been blessed in Christ Jesus. If you're not in Christ Jesus, you have no blessing. If you haven't traded your life and put your life in Christ Jesus, the reason why you're not experiencing all the life that he's promised you is because you haven't traded, you haven't denied yourself, you haven't taken up your cross, you haven't lost your life. Because what we read in Luke 9, verse 24, for whoever desires to save his life will lose it. If you try to take a hold of your own life and live your own life, you yourself will only lose it. And all of us have experienced that. But, I'm thankful for that, but whoever loses his life for my sake will save it. Amen. Man, I want to lose my life for his sake. Anybody else want to lose their life for his sake? Anybody else want to find your life? You're not going to find your life in Jesus unless you lose your life in you. What does it mean to deny yourself? You know what the, the, the next part, it says daily. What does it mean to deny yourself daily? What does that mean? It means daily. Every day. I get up and I deny myself. It means I don't do what I want to do. It means I don't set my mind on whatever I want to set my mind on. It means I set my mind and my heart on Jesus. It means I stop and I lose what I used to do and start living according to what he wants me to do. The perfect picture is what we find in Matthew chapter 4 when Jesus finds a few fishermen. Remember that story? I'm glad he found those few fishermen because... When he found those few fishermen, he thought of me and you in this room. When he found those few, I'm so glad that that day he passed by the Sea of Galilee and said, Hey, you, I desire you to come after me and follow me. And they didn't say, well, let me catch some fish first. The Bible says they immediately jumped out of their boats and they came to Jesus. They left all and came to him. Does he ask for anything less? No, because a few verses later, a few chapters later, he makes sure that they know, hey, by the way, any of you that want to follow me, you must first deny yourself, take up your cross, lose your life, and follow me. Just to make sure you didn't get it. And then he says it again before he dies. We read in John, uh, John 12, 24 through 26, that... A seed must first die before it produces fruit, right? You got to die. You got to lose your life. You got to lay down your own desires, your own things that you want to do. Now, that doesn't mean that, that God doesn't give you the desires of your heart. He does. But you got to make sure that those desires that God's given you in your heart are from Him. Because if it doesn't line up with the Scriptures, if it's not godly, if it's not loving, if it's not joyful, if it's not peaceful, if it's not kind, if it's not patient, if it's not long-suffering... If it's not goodness, then it's not of God. Those desires are not of God. If it's sexual relationships with a girl or with a boy, that's not of God. If it's sitting up all night long, looking at pornography, that's not of God.
If it's being late all the time, it's not of God. If it's being rude to your parents, that's not of God. If it's disobeying your pastor, it's not, that's not of God. If it's, if it's being rude and sarcastic to your friend, that's not of God. If it's talking cheap to a girl and you're a guy, there ain't nothing that makes me more mad than that. And that ain't of God. And I will assure you. If it's gossiping and slandering, that's not of God. Deny yourself. You know what it means to take up your cross? Think about this for a moment. If you were in these days, Jesus said to you, take up your cross, what would that mean to you? I'll tell you what it meant. That those who were convicted of a crime and sentenced to death, they were supposed to take up a cross, walk it to the top of a hill, and hang naked on a cross and die. They don't care about their identity anymore. They don't care about what people call them anymore. They're dying. The purpose of carrying a cross is to die. Gabriel, what does it mean to deny myself and take up my cross? It means your purpose every day in your life is to wake up, deny yourself, die to what you want so that you can love God's people. It means stop defending yourself. Jesus hung on a cross and they called him names and he didn't yell back at them. He didn't defend himself because he knew that God would defend him. It means you don't find your title and your identity and your name by what people call you or don't call you, by how you look or how you don't look, but you find your title and your identity and your name and what it says in Ephesians chapter 3, that we all receive a name from heaven, from the Father above who loves us all. You receive your name not from man, not from the person sitting next to you, not from the person you're going to marry or not going to marry, not from your mom, not from your dad, but you receive your title, your name, your identity from God in heaven. Or you can receive your name and your title from the person sitting next to you or from the person that you can't stand or the person that you work with or the person that's your boss and you can live a meek, little, low, lukewarm, half-hearted life and meep around, weasel around like you're just a little turd. I don't want to receive my name from no man. If there were any, it would be my wife. Right, honey? But even her... I want to receive my name from God. What does it mean to hang on a cross naked? It means that you lose all. You forget all. You know, I wish I, wish I could say I live this perfectly. I don't. I wish I could say I really am always on my cross, but I don't. Because I know that when I do things and I get in the flesh and I either argue or bicker or complain or whine or set my mind on the wrong things, people start making fun of me, I defend myself. What I just did is got off my cross and fought those people who are accusing me or doing something to me. I want to stay on the cross. Because you know what comes after the cross? Eternal life. You know when Jesus breathed his last breath, he was able to breathe his first breath. 
as a new man, as the man of God, seated in heavenly places. You cannot breathe the second breath until you lose your last breath. You will not breathe your first breath in heaven until you lose every day your last breath on earth. When I wake up, my cry is to say, God, that last breath I just took, I want to be my last breath about what I want to do. And I pray every time I breathe from here on out, from this day forward, that it's your life working in and through me. For I have been crucified with Christ. And I no longer live, but He lives in me. And the life which I live right now, because the life I used to live is quite different than the life I'm now living. I don't you live the life that I used to live. I live a different one. Because I live the life now by faith. And that faith expresses itself by loving you and loving my God and trading my life for something that is worth it. Man, I don't know. I could sit here all night and talk about the things that, what it looks like to deny yourself, but you know, the Holy Spirit's faithful. He can communicate to you better than I can communicate to you. And so something's going on in your heart right now, and I don't know what it is. But look, if it's past struggles, you need to tonight, as we go back into worship in a little bit, I, I challenge you to repent and turn from that stuff, and then don't think that I'm good from here on out. I've heard people say, Gary, I've conquered pride. And I said, the devil's a liar. That ain't true at all. I had somebody come to me recently and said, Gabriel. I said, what up, brother? Because there's a brother, by the way. And he said, he said, man, I conquered lust. I said, man, that can't be true. He said, why? I said, because you're still on earth. You haven't conquered lust yet, man. The devil's a liar. The point is this. You must die daily. I must get up on that cross every day. So that I can live every day. Gabriel, I want that peace. Get up on that cross. Because there's no peace unless you're up on a cross. Gabriel, I want joy to be my strength. And get up on a cross and God will give you joy. You can have joy that only lasts for a moment of time. But you lay down in bed at night. That joy doesn't last, does it? That peace doesn't last. But peace that lasts is that peace that is given by God Amen. when you hang up on a cross Hallelujah. and you make sure that that cross says your name on it. Yeah. That's my cross. Yeah. I'm dying today. Gabriel dies this day. And every time that I get off the cross, I've got to go to somebody and say, man, forgive me. I sin. That's my, that's my, that's my, that's my passion. I hope it becomes yours. But every time you fall, every time you get off that cross, Every time you fall from your cross, every time you fall off your cross, that you'd go to your brother that you sinned against, your sister, your mom, your coworker, because you ain't getting back up on that cross until you first repented and forgiven those people. Did you hear what I just said? You ain't getting back up on that cross, and you cannot, you will not get on that cross and enjoy God's life unless you first Go forgive or repent to that person. How many of us know that, man? People have done things to us and our joy is robbed and our peace is robbed unless we forgive them right then and there. Don't let the sun go down in your wrath, on your anger. But make sure you make amends, make peace before all men.
Paul says in Romans chapter 13, sorry, Romans chapter 12, as long as it depends on you, make peace with all men. Deny yourself, take up your cross, and follow, follow me. Follow me, Jesus says. Follow me. You know, I think that if you ask many of us today what Jesus said right here in Luke 9, 23, it might sound something like, then they said to some of them, if some of you guys want to come after me, only some of you, let him deny himself, take up his cross daily, and make good decisions. You know, Jesus did not come so that you can make good decisions. Jesus came so that you can follow him. Hear me, please. This is not about a religion that God gives us A, B, and C. You do A, B, and C, and you're good. This is about you following Jesus. This life is about you falling in love with the God who hung on a cross for your sins and my sins, died, buried, and rose again, and ascended into heaven, and gave his spirit into us. Not that we would try to make good decisions and be good people, but that we would follow him. That we would follow him. We would follow him. What does that mean? That means when you get on your cross, that means every day you get up and you choose to commune, to fellowship, to have relationship with the Holy Spirit. I don't know who the Holy Spirit is, Gabriel. Well, then you don't spend enough time alone in your closet with Jesus. What's your closet look like? Get your closet in order. Make sure that Jesus is first and the only one in your closet. Amen? The Holy Spirit desires to have a relationship with you. You know, there's a lie that's said in here, even right now, some of you think that that's only for the radical. But once again, Jesus says, anyone, all, he said to them all, if anyone wants to come after me, if anyone wants to, if anyone, he must do da-da-da-da and follow me. This life of relationship with the Holy Spirit and a relationship with God in and by his Spirit is not for just me. Because if it were just for me, then I'd be the only one going to heaven. It ain't just for some of our leaders. It's not just for some of us in here. But that life that is granted to us, that relationship that is granted, that is given, freely given to you and to me, is for all of us. Say all. all. Say all. 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 He said to them all, you know what, can I tell you my heart? My heart tonight is not that you would be condemned and feel like you're a horrible person. My, my heart tonight is only that you would experience that life that Jesus paid for and stop wearing those stinking Focalies. Put on them Oakleys, drink some vitamin water, go to Moose's too. Pad Thai, hey. 
And where are some aviators? Like Tom Cruise and Top Gun, baby. I just, my heart is that you would just experience that life that Jesus promised. You have been given every spiritual blessing that is in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. It's in Him. It's following Him. It's relating to Him. It's talking to Him on a daily basis. It's listening to Him. It's yielding yourself to Him. It's getting on your cross daily that you can relate and follow the God of the universe. I'm so glad He doesn't just sit in heaven and give orders. But He comes down on earth by His Spirit and He's leading people to Jesus left and right. He's doing a work in our city. He doesn't just want some of you to follow Him. He wants all of us to follow Him and the work that He's doing in our city, in your family, at your workplace. So glad He didn't just give commands. You know what it says in the end of Luke? At the end, at the end, at the end. Let's read it. Because I can't say it better than it says it to me and to us. Check this out. Man, well, forget it then, man. Where's it at? Well, what it is, it's probably not in my Bible, but some some manuscripts, some translations, actually at the end of Luke, say something like this. And the Holy Spirit, or Jesus by the Spirit, went into the world, and the disciples went with him. The point was this, Jesus had died and rose again and went into heaven. But he sent his spirit in Acts 1.8, right? That if you receive power from on high in Acts 2, we find out that God gives his spirit. And what it's insinuating is that the spirit of Jesus begins to do a work on earth. And the disciples followed the spirit who was doing the work on earth. God is doing a work on earth by his spirit right now. He He demands, he desires... He deserves nothing less. He deserves nothing less. Can we have the worship team come up here, please? You know, it's interesting that he doesn't only demand nothing less, but he wants nothing less. He He doesn't want anything less than you. He just wants you to lose yourself and follow hard after him. Deny yourself and follow him. Many of us, hopefully all of us, if our ears are opened, and as Jesus says, let him who sees, let him see, and him who has ears to hear, let him hear. Those of us who are hearing what I'm saying tonight and really are hearing, and you have put your faith in Jesus, but you're not really following and living that faith maybe every once in a while you haven't really fully traded your entire life and can say what Paul says in Galatians 2:20 that I have been crucified with Christ many of us in here that that can't say that but those of us who are hearing what I'm saying and those of you who are sitting here right now and and you have always told yourself that that's just for other people or I can't really do that You're lying to yourself. And I came tonight to challenge us all that God demands, deserves, and wants nothing less from us. Say nothing less. He wants nothing less. He wants nothing less. 
from his followers. You're not following Jesus if, you're not, if you haven't traded your life. If you haven't traded your old life in order to follow him by loving people. Would you stand with me?